awesome podcast. Toot toot. Guess what, everybody? It's movie season. That's right. They've got their blocks out and they're ready to bust them. It's that time of the year where the movies grow crisp and dry and fall off the branches. And we collect them and watch them. Is that too on the nose as a movie season thing? No, I liked it, Mr. Possum. Yeah, okay. I don't know about you, but it's been a while since I've been back to the movie theater and I've got an itchy ticket finger. They're dusting off those ticket boxes and vacuuming the carpet so that we can walk that 15 feet from the box office to the ticket box. Yes, that is a very specific opening thing they do at the movie theater. Seems like they could hire half as many people and you could just hand the guy 10 bucks and walk into the theater, right? Doesn't it seem like that, Mr. Possum? It does seem like that. Why have one guy over here and another guy over here? Why the guy over here and then the other guy over here? That's two times as many jobs as there needs to be. And as a person who's not really a fan of jobs, it it offends me a little bit to see that. Thank you, Mickey Rooney. Okay, well, I guess you love having to go to the one desk and then go to the ticket box. I guess you love having the two guys you got to talk to. I love the attention. I haven't talked to anybody in a long time. Okay. I can have two small talk conversations where I can be like, have you seen this one? I haven't. I can't wait. Right. And normally, do they engage with you a lot? Do they, you know, chat you up? I'm, I'm working on them. You're working on them? Yeah. On tonight's show, we're going to be getting a little sneak preview of some of our favorite summer blockbusters coming up. We got all the info you need to hear about all the best movies coming out this summer that you're going to want to line up and go see. So we'll be right back with our summer movie picks right after this. Tonight, me and Big Al are going to the movies separately. And we're going to tell you what you need to get your peepers on this summer. Big Al, what you got first? That's right. Tonight is our summer blockbuster preview. And the first movie that I'm really excited about and looking forward to, Mr. Possum, is The Shape of Water 2. Ooh. We all remember 2018's Best Picture Academy Award winner, The Shape of Water. About a weird woman who falls in love with a cool, dangerous fish man. Well, they're back. And this time, it's the fish guy who has some problems. Huh. Some rich underwater developers are planning to build an underwater hotel right on the fish guy's home. So he's going to fight them the only way he knows how. By ripping them limb from limb, one by one, until they're all gone. It reminds me of the best film ever made, Crocodile Dundee 2. Where some big money fools take on the hero on his home turf. But what's exciting about this one is it's directed by the Fishman. They let the Fishman take the helm on this one. So we're going to get to see what the world looks like 
through his, you know, fish eyes. Hmm. I hope it's not through an actual fish eye lens. I don't want to watch a whole movie that looks like an old Beastie Boys video. Yeah, actually, as I said that, I realized it could it that could just mean the whole thing is in sort of double fish eye on either side, you know, sort of representing the split eyes on either side of the head. And I hate to sound like, you know, I'm a bigot, but I also don't want to hear the fish man's wet, gurgly breathing all next to the camera. Well, usually they're pretty good about editing out or masking, at least masking, the director's breathing from the audio of the film. I should hope so. That's why the guy has the long boom arm, is to get that microphone as far away from the uh, mouth-breathing director as possible on most films. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what this fish guy gets into. He was definitely my favorite part of The Shape of Water 1 was the fish guy. Yeah, but you wanted to see more of him, you know? Mm-hmm. You're like, let's get him in some more situations. Let's take him out of a fish-out-of-water situation and put him into a fish-in-water situation. You think this one is going to be funnier? I mean, I do think the first one could have been funnier. Like, I was really, when I heard there was a movie about a fish guy, I was like, well, I hope there's a scene where there's, like, a couple of underwater loaves of bread that end up on the top and bottom of him, and he goes, "Uh uh-oh. But that didn't happen. Specifically, that didn't happen. You you mean, uh uh-oh, the joke there is that he's a fish sandwich? Right, he's almost a fish sandwich. But you'd you'd like the punchline of that to just be implied, to just say, "Uh uh-oh. Well, the punchline is, uh-oh. Yeah, right. Because is there a big mouth nearby that's going to... Because that would be the uh-oh moment for me. Like, if it was just two big loaves of bread, I would be like, hey, I could pretend one of these is a mattress and one of these is a duvet. Oh, what a fool you are. If you get two pieces of bread wrapped around you, you don't have to wait for the giant mouth. And you better not be thinking, oh, this could work. I could. This could be a blanket for me. Oh, you are so ready to be a human sandwich. That's loser sandwich logic is what you're saying. Yes. You need to be strong. You need to recognize when you've become a sandwich. Right. When you see the mouth, it's too late. It's our summer blockbuster movie preview. And Mr. Possum's got a movie he's excited about that's coming out this summer that he's going to talk about right now. Oh, the the movie I'm most excited to see this summer is called Scarecrow Ugly. That's right. A bunch of sexy scarecrows work at this farm bar. Uh Uh-huh. And, buddy, they are stuffed in all the right places. And all the right places is everywhere that they're supposed to be, like, body, right? Right, you know, just to make a human shape. Yeah. It's basically just, you know, they're sexy, though. They're sexy. They dance on the bar. They take a lot of shots. And they're like, hey, want to take a roll in the hay with me? Which is funny because they're filled with hay. Yeah. And it's funny because they said hay at the start of that as well. When you assume assume that it's, like, H-A-Y. Yeah, one of them just says, hey. Yeah. And it's like, I see what you're doing there. What a clever scarecrow bartender. Mm-hmm. And she's beautiful. Now, do they have the traditional canvas sack heads, or or what What are we looking at? Do they have uh, moving mouths? What kind of effects budget did they have for this film to make these scarecrows happen? 
they definitely have moving mouths. It's, you know, it's sort of animated, I guess. I mean, looking at the trailer, they put a lot of money into this. This looks like real scarecrows working at a real farm bar. Right. All of their faces are very distinctive. One of them's got these real thick, gummy worm lips. Which is, you gotta be an indoor scarecrow for them kind of lips, because outside, the flies will eat them to death. Right. But the best part is the trailer, because it's, it's, it features ZZ Top's Legs, which is a tight song. Yeah, it's a great song. But, you know, it does that thing that trailers do where, like, the words of the song come up one at a time, like, she's, boom, got, boom, legs, boom. And it's like, yeah, duh, you doy. That's, I say that every time I see a scarecrow. She's got legs. And then it says, and she knows how to use them. And I'm like, oh. Presumably while that's happening, you see some, like, sweatpant legs stuffed with, with straw just sort of bouncing around on the top of a bar. They really focus on the legs, which is kind of weird because it's, you know, it's just a thick old sweatpant filled with hay. I mean, right. they could have played Hey Ya by Outkast, and that would have worked pretty good, but I didn't make the trailer, and I didn't make up this movie. I promise you, it's real. <laughs> now, did, who did they get as the voice talent on this? Presumably, they got some celebs to overdub the voices of the Scarecrows. Kathleen Turner, now, does Ooh. all the voices for the Scarecrows. All the voices? Yep. Wow. All five of them. That's great. So they're all kind of husky. Oh, very husky. Toot, toot. Because some of them have corn husks involved in their outfit. Yeah, okay. Now I get Now I get it. Now you get the toot. Yeah. Toot, toot. Toot, toot. What's next on your list, buddy? Well, the next uh, summer blockbuster I'm really excited about is Kong v. Frankenstein. Ooh. Following the recent success of Legendary's Godzilla vs. Kong, Paramount Pictures has decided to take a swing at pitting the hulking King Kong against another public domain monster, Frankenstein. Truly a matchup for the ages, as the titanic monkey who can smash a plane out of the sky with one fist takes on a man made of dead people who is nearly six and a half feet tall. Aw, when I heard about this movie, I was like, ooh, big old giant Frankenstein versus a big monkey. And then I figured out it's just regular size Frankie, and it's like, well, this monkey's gonna have a field day with this guy. Yeah, you. I mean, you would think that King Kong could just squash Frankenstein like a bug. I would. But, but you're forgetting the advantage that being smaller and, uh, you know, quicker... And having less, uh, having less weight to hulk around, the advantage that that gives you, it's kind of the dynamic of uh, Tom and Jerry, or at least that's what they convey in the trailer, is that it's going to be kind of a Tom and Jerry type fight, where there's a, in one scene there's a King Kong's got a big bowl and he's he's trapped Frankenstein under the bowl on a kitchen floor, right? And then uh, he lifts up the bowl, and Frankenstein's gone. Now where's Frankenstein? Well, probably in his ear. Yeah, he's crawling around on uh, King Kong's back. You know, he's about to hit him with a frying pan. This is weird. I mean, it's pitting uh, Frankenstein against King Kong, and Frankenstein don't have his size on his side. It's just his wits. 
Yeah. But he's he's got the brain of a, a dead murderer. So... Actually, Mr. Possum, in many, many portrayals of Frankenstein, he's actually very, very smart. Tragically smart. Smart enough to know that his life is an abomination. And I think maybe they're going to play that up. And he's going he's gonna to kind of want King Kong to take him out. I don't belong here, big monkey, and neither do you. I think Frankenstein's main motivation is to just make King Kong earn it. He doesn't want to be a bug that King Kong squishes. He wants to be remembered as the toughest unqualified adversary that King Kong ever had. That makes sense. I mean, he is human after all. And in that sense, it is kind of the ultimate underdog movie. And I'm going to be there, and I'm going to be rooting for old Frankenstein, even though I'm normally more of a Kong fan. Underdog, technically more of an under-monkey. Well, he will be under a monkey for much of the film. That's what I mean. Yeah. Toot-toot. Toot-toot. Mr. Possum, what's the next movie you want to talk about? Ooh, I'm looking forward to this sci-fi adventure film, Plonkus. 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 Yeah. I heard about this one. I haven't seen the trailer yet. Looks tight. Well, I've never seen a boy on a bike pedaling through space very slowly. And that's something I'd, you know, I'd like to see a whole movie of that. But the premise is pizza goes extinct on planet Earth. Ooh. There's not a slice left. Nobody knows what happened, but you just can't have it anymore. And one brave boy gets on his space bike and starts pedaling through the void of space to find the lost planet made of pizza. It is called Plonkus. Okay. The planet's made of pizza. Yes, the entire planet positively made of pizza. There's a waterfall that just got garlic butter coming down. Yeah. There's these rabbits running around and their legs are made of soft mozzarella cheese sticks. You got a bubbling. Wait, just their legs? Yeah. Or like the whole rabbit is made of pizza no, ingredients? No, just their legs. I hope okay. the movie explains that. So the movie is about this boy's journey through space to find Plunkus. Will he find Plunkus? Probably. I mean, there's footage of Plunkus in the movie. <laughs> yeah. He's got a backpack and he's got this real cute alien in it. I mean, real big eyes, real clueless looking. Uh-huh. Got a, you know, just the fig, kind of the features of a little space baby, which is fun. And you know that's going to pack the audience into the movie theater, a little cute space baby. Oh, man, people love space babies. But the twist is, this thing hates the main character. Whenever he comes out of the backpack, he is positively trying to chew that boy's throat out, which is funny. That is funny. So why does the kid not just drop the backpack in the void of space? Maybe that little space baby's the key to Plonkus. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow, I'm sold on this, Mr. Possum. I can't wait to see this. I, I think this movie's going to make me extremely hungry, though. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to have a hard time watching someone on a planet made of pizza and not going to the concession stand and ordering one of those terrible pizzas that the boy will make, makes for you there. Hey, I know. I mean, the crazy thing is, is this movie is going to make pizza so popular it could very well cause a real pizza drought. Plonkus, coming to movie theaters this summer. What you got next, Big Al? 
The next upcoming summer blockbuster that I'm excited about is Mark Pretzel. Mark Pretzel, oh yeah. Mark Pretzel. This is the latest Hollywood action hero in the vein of Bond, Jack Reacher, that uh, Mission Impossible guy, uh, Jason Bourne, all those guys, you know? Mark Pretzel Mm -hmm. was trained by cynical government operatives to be a one-man killing machine. But what happens when Mark Pretzel meets some famous rappers and realizes he likes their lifestyle better than his? Can Mark Pretzel escape the dangerous and thankless world of undercover espionage and become one of America's most successful hip-hop promoters? I don't know. But the deck seems stacked against him. I like it. I like the, the gut of his jib. I mean... Mark Bretzel's just a good rap name, period. Yeah, they got uh, they got Tom Skerritt playing uh, playing Mark Pretzel in this thing. See, that's perfect casting. Because to me, when I squint my eyes and I look at Tom Skerritt, I just see an old brown pretzel with big chunks of salt on him. And that's good for subliminal casting. They cast kind of a guy later in his career, you know? That's one way to look at it. I think Tom Skerritt's yet to begin. Yeah, I mean he is he is younger than Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise is uh is is still going strong in Mission Impossible and a pre- presumably Jack Reacher if they ever do a sequel to that, right? Right. Tom Skerritt just seems old because he's very mature. Yeah, but I like the fact that the government's still trying to hang on to this guy, even though he should be allowed to retire and live out his his older age in peace. Well, the the stakes are great because you know like. When you're freestyle rapping, you just kind of rap about whatever comes off your head. What you know, you rap about what you know. So he's he's gonna be spilling all sorts of accidental tea about sleeper agents and fight moves, and he's gonna be saying secret passwords and all sorts of stuff. So they can't have that. That's true. What if he is in the middle of freestyling just to demonstrate his cred in sort of a in a party situation, and he needs a rhyme? that just happens to rhyme with, say, the nuke codes. Mm -hmm. And so that's just the first thing that pops into his mind. Mr. Possum, what's the next one you got? Ooh, I can't wait to see this big old monster movie. It's called Videostorus Rex. Videostorus Rex. Yes. All of the video stores in America have gone missing. But where did they go? No, I think people just stopped going to them, right? Well, they all joined up to make this huge, giant dinosaur made of several video stores. And this thing's just tromping around. And guess what? It only wants one thing. Late fees, Big Al. Oh, wow. I'm in trouble. Yes, if you've been around for a while, you definitely owe a lot of money to video stores Rex. Well, you know, when I saw the writing on the wall for Blockbuster and so on, I will admit, and I'll freely admit right now on the radio that I just kind of went from location to location in those last few years, just kind of racking up the fees and not, and just once it became insurmountable, I just moved on to the next location, kind of a movie store drifter there for the last few years. So that, uh, that, uh, video store Rex would be coming for me, maybe first thing. Yes. It's, it's that kind of thing that made video store Rex come to life because everybody's so bold about all the crimes they've committed against video stores. Well, now, I wouldn't call it a crime, Mr. Possible. I mean, it's it's sort of built into their business. The late fees are built into their business model. It's not stealing. Yes. Though, in some cases, I did just keep the movies. Yeah, if you never pay it back, it's stealing. It's only a late fee 
if you pay it. But if you don't pay it, it's just stealing money. And Video Storus Rex loves money. He puts it in his stomach. But he loves he money, huh? He loves money. He's motivated by money. That's interesting. That's an interesting character trait. Well, it's got the brain of the old video stores. It, it hasn't given up. It refuses to die. It doesn't care about economics. It just likes money. It likes handling grubby money. And it used to feed on lots of money. I bummed a little bit to hear that because I thought that that the old movie stores were motivated by their love of movies and, their, and wanting to help me experience more movies. I didn't know they were motivated by income. Well, the managers, the human beings who ran the stores may have been movie lovers, but what they were unwittingly doing was feeding a money beast. And the, <laughs> that building went underground and then still wanted money, and it came up out of the grave, and now we have video stores Rex. Right. So the manager would, like, at the end of the day, would, would go into a dark office in the back of the building, and, and this beast through a grate would kind of smoke and say, how much precious money did you give me? And the manager would go, it's just about, I just want more people to see you got mail. So that's that's sort of what happened. Right. He's in there like, increase sales, more money. It's kind of ironic looking back that th- such a beast would choose a business model like video rental in the late... 20th century as their scheme, you know? Well, that's what makes these these creatures so so dangerous because they're starving. Right. Part of it is they know they screwed up, so they're ex- extra angry. Mr. Possum, what do you got next? Who can't wait to see this one? It's a sci-fi western called Skeeter Comes to Town. All right, yeah. The trailer for this one is so good. Oh, God, it starts out with this little crappy Wild West town, and then the sun's real big like it used to be in the Wild West. It was way bigger back then because it was the past. Right. And then stepping in front of the sun where you only see the outline of his shape, is a big man-sized mosquito. Skeeter, that's his name. Mm. And he's got this cowboy head. And he just shows up to town and terrorizes everyone and challenges them to duels. And they're only so happy to take him on because they're all pistol-crazy wild westerners. And also, he's like a horrifying mosquito creature, right? Right, he's, he so they want to threatening. They want to shoot him. Yeah, they don't want to live with that guy. They weren't very accepting back then. I mean, you saw how they treated old Honcho and that 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 centaur and that TV show. Oh, forget it. I'm not going to get into that. You don't want to get me talking about Honcho either. I'll be cracking up all night. That's so funny. So they think they're going to have a pistol fight with this old boy. But that's not how Skeeter duels. Nope. Skeeter duels with his old blood mouth. Uh, they- it's called a proboscis, Mr. Possum. Right, he is definitely pro-biscuit, because it's the Wild West, and that's, you know, you want some biscuits and gravy, it sticks to your ribs while you're riding your old horse around all day. He's pro-biscuit for sure. Anyway, he takes that blood mouth, and he really shoves it into your neck, and he just squeezes you like an old juice box. Gets all your blood out, and you look like a sad raisin wearing baggy clothes. 
Probably take some of your biscuits out as well. If you got a biscuit on you, he's pro-biscuit. He'll take it. The trailer shows him walking up to the sheriff and just absolutely bloodletting him. And his clothes get all baggy and fall off. And then he's just this naked raisin. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, he just juiced the sheriff. And he's like, who's next? Who wants a piece of skeeter? And it's the shortest trailer in the history of trailers, but I have already got my billfold out, and I'm shaking my money at the theater every time I drive by there. I say, I'm coming for Skeeter. Skeeter comes to town this summer. What you got, buddy? Oh, I'm so excited about this, Mr. Possum. And if you're a child of the 90s like me, you are as well. Because we all love Rick Moranis. And he's coming back to the silver screen. Yes. In the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids franchise once again. Yes. And this time, he's got a whole brand new set of problems. This one's called Honey, I'm Honey. Honey, I'm honey. Rick Moranis is in a truly sticky situation after developing a ray to synthesize honey because of the diminishing bee population. But a mishap puts Moranis in front of the honey bean, and he's turned into that sweet, delicious goo. And boy, does his wife like eating honey. She puts it on everything, on and in everything. She puts it in her tea. She puts it on her bagels. Oh, he's toast. Does she have it on toast? Yeah, she will put it on toast as well. Mm. So how will Rick Moranis tell his wife that that honey she found is him? Will she even care? Does she love honey more than she loves her husband, who's now honey? I've seen the poster for this. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but on the poster, it's a scared-looking honey bear. Like, it's Rick Moranis as a you know one of them plastic honey bears filled with that goo. Yeah, but I think he's the honey inside. I don't think he's the bear. I don't think he's like a talking honey bottle. He didn't make a ray to turn himself into a honey bottle. I guess it's just a coincidence that the honey they buy comes in a jar with a a scared expression on the the bear's face. (laughs) Nowadays, because emojis are so popular, you can buy honey bears in pretty much any expression uh, to represent how you're feeling at the time so that you can stay in touch with your feelings while you're buying honey. Mm Mm-hmm. If I were writing this movie, I guess I would make it to where he has enough control over his own honey body that he can kind of harden the mouth parts enough to kind of, sh- you know, make the, the plastic lips move on that bottle so that at least he can use the honey bear's face to express himself. That's a tall order for a man made of honey. I think my strategy might be to just clog that uh, nozzle up as fast as possible. Oh, so right, then she can't have it. And she can't have any of it. Mm-hmm. I think the wife is going to have to put together the clues. You know, she's going to find the honey ray machine. She's going to see the baseball or whatever that hit it that caused the mishap. She's going to realize that the sad bear of honey is sitting right in front of that ray. And she's going to go, oh, golly, Mm -hmm. I've been eating pieces of Rick for days. Mm -hmm. Then she's going to reverse the ray and he's going to come back and he's going to have, you know, sort of. Probably some chunks taken out. Let's be real. Yeah. He's probably getting some chunks taken out of him in this one, you know? Yeah, this is the one where chunks get taken out of him for sure. 
I mean, at the very least, he's going to be a few inches shorter than he was. The next movie that comes out is going to be Chunks. I messed up something else, but she's talking to him. She calls him Chunks now. That's mean of her to call him Chunks after she ate some of it. Oh, what else are you going to call him? He's got Chunks taken out of him. Oh, well, Chunks, I spilled the breakfast. You know, and this is this is really a testament to how flexible this franchise is. Because the next movie, really what they could do is he could be developing a ray that restores Chunks that have been taken out of you. And he, so he's going to shoot himself with the chunk restoring Ray, and maybe he ends up with extra chunks. Honey, I've got extra chunks is the next movie. Mr. Possum, what's the last summer movie blockbuster that you're looking forward to tonight? I have been chomping at the bit to see Biker Babies, the movie. Yeah. It's, it's these babies again, and they're on motorcycles. And you know them. They're famous. It's Rum Rum and Boba Kaka. The babies who are riding bikes around. And boy, does it look fun. Because Rum Rum and Bubba Gaga, it don't even matter like how they got up on the things. They're just always riding them. And Rum Rum's got a mustache now. And Bubba Gaga's got him some black leather diapers on. And they are riding around causing a real stink. Because the parents are out of the picture. Right. There's nobody to change those black leather diapers. No, it's going to get messy. These babies stay fussy because bikers is fussy, period. Even when they're adults, they're fussy, you know? Right. They just ride around, and they flip you off, and they chug milk. Rum, rum, rum. That's what rum, rum says. That's why they call them that. And the trailer's tight. It got Born to be Wild plan, of course. But the tagline to the movie is, it's wild to be born. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, Ooh that's a good tagline for Ooh. that. Join Rum Rum and Boa Kaka and Biker Babies, the movie, coming to theaters this summer, I hope. The Big Howl and Possum Podcast. Toot toot. <laughs>